Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, guys. I will ask you ready to open our center this morning. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Amen. God loves me. Yes? Yes. Does he love you? Yes. Yes. Okay. Then we're ready. Father, in the name of Jesus, we praise you. We praise you because your word says to declare that this is the day you made, Lord. And hear our hearts and our spirits and our songs yes. and all that we offer. Because, Lord, that's what we are declaring. That this is the day, Lord, you made. You're going to move in a mighty way in all of us just because of who you are and who we are in you. And we surrender ourselves to you, Lord. Move in a mighty way today. You've already moved in the music, Lord. Made us all to come into one, to come into your presence. And Lord, I pray that your anointing comes down upon all of us that are here today. And with all of us and the gifts that you're going to use in a mighty way to bring you glory and honor and praise, Father. We have nothing better to do than surrender ourselves into your hands. And we praise you for what you're about to pour out for all of us to receive. We ask all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Thank you. You may be seated. Again, welcome everyone. It's so nice to see all of you here on our Memorial Day weekend. And we have some guests in the house today that we haven't seen in a while. Sister Dorinda Burnett. So, um, just a quick reminder that we're still collecting water for the homeless. So, if you bring your water cases here, we will uh, distribute them to the Salvation Army to the homeless for the summer. Alrighty, and at this time we have some special music from our guys. Uh, I don't know who's going to go yep. first, but we have Primo and Charlie. Morning, everyone. Morning. Morning. Today is another miracle. We are here in church. Amen. Thank you for coming, and we're going to sing this song. I just want to say one thing. Um, we all, Veterans Day is kind of special to me because I'm a veteran. And it's very, very, very special. <coughs> tomorrow, I'm going on a memorial run with my wife on our bike, and we're going to go to Brian Head, Utah. Ooh, awesome. It's 200 and, 208 miles one way. <laughs> but, on the bike? Yeah. But... We're going to take our time and just enjoy ourselves. And God bless all the American veterans and soldiers who have fought for our country and give us freedom. Amen. 
could stand outside your gate and never enter in. I could let this moment pass and go my way again. I just keep silent and hold you some more? Okay. Excuse me. I got my new glasses. 
actually they're not new, but I have a hard time uh, trying to figure it out. If I look on the bottom, I can see good. If I look on the top, I can see good. But if I put them together, I cannot see good. <laughs> okay. I'm going to sing this special song.
been a sinner And for that I am ashamed I heard that you would listen So I'm giving you my seat To unworthy love to come to you Good morning, everybody. Good morning. I say good morning, everybody. Good morning. Amen. I just wanted to, um, first of all, thank God 
I give him glory and honor this morning for allowing me to be here in this place. Amen. Amen. Uh, this is a long weekend. I, you know, for myself, I forgot about what weekend I was in. <laughs> and um, didn't even remember that it was Memorial Weekend. But I want to also thank our veterans, Brother Charlie, amen, for serving and making this great nation uh, a place where we are today, amen, freedom. There's other places in the world that we don't have the freedom that this nation has, amen. amen. I said there's other places in the world that we don't have this freedom as um, other nations that we have here in the United States, amen. amen. Um, I'm looking for the soon and coming return of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. I say that because if you look around, uh, it's so much evident that he is coming back soon. Amen. Amen. I was praying throughout this whole week and even this morning. Um, I don't want to just share what I can share because I can share anything. It's something about pastors that even when you give them the mic to speak, uh, you're going to have to pull them off to get, you know, to stop speaking because it's something about their nature. But um, I wanted to share with us this morning what God wants us to hear this morning, not just what I want to share this morning. But I firmly believe that um, we're living in this last day. Amen. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to... Uh, First of all, um, Luke chapter 1. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 1 and uh, 2. Luke chapter 1 and 2. But just turn to Luke chapter 1 first. I wanted to touch on something in the book of Luke. I know you guys celebrated Mother's Day here in Las Vegas. Amen. Amen. It's coming soon to be Father's Day. Amen. Amen. And I took a lot of pictures on Mother's Day because I have uh, eight kids. So my, my wife, out of all our eight kids, she really was blessed with all the gifts that they was given on Mother's Day. And I told my wife, I said, man, with all the things you get, I cannot wait how Father's Day going to be. <laughs> I said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a lot of stuffs. And I made it Evidently, I took pictures of all the stuff she had. So what I did that same day, I, I received, that she received all the pictures. What I did, I went and sent them to all my kids. I said, look what mom has. Look what she got, she received. One of my uh, daughter-in-laws gave my, my wife one expensive purse. And my wife was so happy about the purse she received uh, on Mother's Day. So I took picture of this purse and I went and sent them to all our kids. I said, look how beautiful this purse. I said, you know what? For me, I cannot wait how Father's Day going to be. <laughs> and it was just a hint for them to catch on. You know? Hopefully they caught on it. But um, I just wanted to share that. And uh, uh, I know Mother's Day was a wonderful day for all of us here at, uh, in Las Vegas. Um, you know that family is important. The family is important. Amen? Amen. You know what starts a church? The family. You know what builds a community? The church. Amen? 
Without the church, the community has no hope. And I, you might say, oh, Pastor, you don't understand. No, without the church, the community has no hope. And because of the church, the community has hope. We live in an area here in Las Vegas that there's all kind of things happening in Las Vegas. Amen? Amen. And I heard the Raiders coming up here. <laughs> right? So, my, my daughter and I yesterday went um, cruise and took... Uh, Took, she took me where the, the, the Raiders was going to build a stadium. So I took pictures of the area. I took pictures of the whole area. And um, my boy, the reason why I did that, my boy called me earlier yesterday. He said, Dad, um, I wanted to just tell you, I don't know if that was a Father's Day gift, but he said, I got season tickets for a UH game. I got all the, I got all the tickets already. I bought the tickets and I went, um, buy tickets for you and mom. So you guys got season tickets already. I never asked him if it was Father's Day gift, but I'm, I, I know I wasn't going to ask him, but he said, I got you the tickets already for, uh, the UH uh, season game. I said, Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You know, but while I was thinking and, and when he was sharing things with me about the things that he bought for me, then something really prompted my heart about Family. In the Bible, the enemy dislike the family. Where we live in in this time and era, you can see that it's very evident that the enemy dislike the family. Number one, with uh, same sex marriage. This how this is how the enemy working in us in a subtle way. And the enemy is sneaking up even in the church. There's one of the biggest denomination in the United States had uh, ordained uh, has ordained ministers of homosexuality and uh, lesbians to become head of the church. Their church at one time had over three point something million members. As of today, they only have about. Uh, one point something members, million members in the church because of the decision. They just had a conference last year and within the conference, a denominational conference, the, they voted in to bring in um, uh, same-sex leaders to uh, run the church. You see how the enemy come in, coming in subtly? And the reason why they voted in these things is because they feel that they're living in the time of things changing according to the word of God the word says God is the same yesterday today and forever the word of God does not change man changes and when I say man with God man is with no gender so man changes our decision changes you know we can love somebody today and tomorrow you can hate the person at the same time Anybody can agree with me on this? Amen. Why? Because we operate, majority of the time, we operate in our human nature, our natural abilities. What is our natural abilities? We have five senses. Okay? Taste, smell, hear, see, touch. Our five senses. You know, just recently, God gave me a sixth sense. And that was a revelation, Pastor uh, Millie. 
and I was praying and I was looking at this census, the five senses, because a lot of times this five senses is the one that rule in our physical body. Amen? How many of us know that a lot of times we, we respond on our emotions? A lot of times we speak on our emotions, things that's happening immediately around us. But what God shared with me is the sixth sense. This is the sixth sense that every one of us have in us. It's the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the sixth sense in us. The problem with us is that we haven't allowed that sense to really activate, be activated in us. You know when you and I get one credit card? The credit card can have a, a, a credit line of a million dollars. You can have them in your wallet. But with that credit line of a million dollars, you, with your mind, might think, wow, I, I'm kind of wealthy with a million dollar credit line. Or a hundred thousand dollar credit line. I'm kind of wealthy. But, that credit card is no good to you unless you activate that card. Amen? Amen? It's just like the Holy Spirit in us. You have that in you, but you haven't activated in you yet. You understand what I'm trying to say this morning? Amen? This activation in us, when, see, what happens to you and I as a family unit or a man or a woman see every one of us are capable I came from a bloodline amen you and I came from a bloodline but along our bloodline there was distractions according to God's purpose and his will in our life God created you and I as humans for a specific reason from the time of the beginning of, of, of this world when God created in Genesis, from the beginning of creation, amen? We know all the things of the beginning of creation. And then the last part, God created men, amen? In, in um, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, he said, Let's create men in our image. And then he gave man specific uh, instructions what he needed to do. You know that the instructions haven't changed yet? You understand what I'm trying to say? These instructions haven't changed yet. It was from the beginning of time. God purposely did this for a reason. The problem with you and I today is that we haven't activated that line of credit that you and I are rightfully deserved. Amen? You and I rightfully deserve these things that God has made. See, everything in this world is good. Man make it bad. Amen? Let me say that. Because in, in Genesis, God said when he created these things, he, what was the last word after the creation? He said it was good. Everything he did, the six days that he was creating things, he looked at it and he said it was good. Even when the last one, when he created man, he said it was good. So how can something that is good becomes evil today. Amen? You know, I, hallelujah. I, I, I told uh, Pastor Jay, I says, I'm coming back in August. And I'm going to be back before then. 
But August, I, I'm setting aside specific dates for one reason. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I, I already talked to some other pastors and I. Um, we're going to do a three-day three day revival. See, I don't know if this year going to finish. Let me say that again. I don't know if we're going to finish up this year. I woke up, um, I think it was on Wednesday or Tuesday, Tuesday morning. I woke up 3 o'clock in the morning. And and, and um, the reason why I woke up because I knew that the trash man was going to come out on Wednesday. So it was actually it was early Wednesday morning, about 3 o'clock. And I knew, I forgot, on Tuesday, I forgot to take out the trash. And just something irked my spirit to get up, take out the trash. But you know what was amazing? When I, I got out of, I got out of the, the house, I went and took the trash outside. I looked out into the skies. There was a bright, bright star. I mean, one that I'd never seen for a long time. This star was shining so bright that I was like, wow, what is that? What is that? And then I went back in the house. Then God started revealing some stuff to me. In, in Luke chapter 1, if you can recall that uh, shepherds was coming into the land in Bethlehem, according to the prophecy that they was going to find this Savior, his name is Jesus. And how would they find him? They came from miles and miles away. They says, you, if you look up in the sky, you can see this one star. And this star would lead you to the Savior. And when I see I, that revelation came to me as I seen the star in the heavens, the word came back to me in Luke that the shepherds seen this star. But what happened is that as they went to see Jesus through, through the prophecy that they learned, this wise man, there was something else happening in the atmosphere. Anybody know what was happening? King Herod got a drift of this prophecy at the same time. So while he got the drift of this prophecy at the same time, he said he was going to stop the birth of the, the Messiah, Jesus. How he was going to stop him? Anybody know how he was going to stop him? He was going to kill the firstborn boy to stop the prophecy. How many of us can, how many of us can um, go back when Moses was born? In Egypt, in Egypt, Pharaoh made a decree out to kill out, kill the firstborn. Amen? To kill the firstborn. And Moses' mom went down to the brook and let Moses into the, this basket. And down the river, Moses was going. And guess who got the, the baby? Pharaoh's daughter. Save this firstborn child, Moses. And the reason why she saved this first, when she was compassionate, she looked at him, she was moved with compassion. I don't know if she could give, give birth naturally. I don't think so. This is my paraphrase of the scriptures. I don't think so she could give birth or have a child. So she found this beautiful baby, took it in, 
And what is more awesome about that story is that she found a woman, a Hebrew woman, to nurse Moses. She didn't even know that the woman that she found to nurse Moses was Moses' mom, biological mom. Why I'm sharing with this, you and I this morning, and I believe this, you and I represent a family member that may be not here this morning. I want to encourage you that you are valuable to God because of your family members around us. Let me go a little further. The reason why God spared Moses, because Moses was like Jesus, going to be the savior for the people of Israel. As time went on, Moses uh, Moses gained respect over his father, Pharaoh, at that time. Okay, And he became a leader. But there was something in Moses, within him, just like you and I, something was missing. See, I, I did not... I wasn't always raised in the church. But there was something missing in me that was seeking something that was more important than living in the world. Which I didn't know at the time I was growing up. I came to know Jesus as my personal Savior at the age of 25 years old. You know the only thing I regret, church, about coming to know Jesus Christ at 25 years of my life? I wish I, didn't come, I, wish I came to Jesus Christ early on in my life. It's the only thing I regret. But just as Moses, God predestined him... God has predestined you and I to become, not in the sense, but to become this. You are saviors to your family members. And you know, I found through, through the scriptures that the enemy plays with you and my, my mind so that you will not have full understandings of who you are, in, number one, in Christ Jesus. I have said this to you a while back, that my motto has been now for life. I'm about my father's business, and my father is about my business. And to this very day, I can say this. Out of our eight children between my wife and I, only two of our children, only two of our children are are, out of the will of God. Just out of the will of God. Not saying that they're not, they don't know Jesus. They know Jesus, but they're just out of the will of God. There's something about being in the will of God and something about out of His will. Amen? If God predestined me and if God predestined you, you have family members that are not in the will of God. Anybody can agree with me on this? And how many of you can agree with me that you would like them to, you would like one day to see them in the will of God? And not just in the will, but striving. In the will of God and excelling in the will of God. Amen. I don't, I told God a while back, I don't want to go to heaven and my family not going to heaven. My immediate family, especially my immediate family. I just buried my mom three weeks ago. Yesterday, my mom's brother funeral was yesterday. And, uh, I was, I wasn't involved in the service, but I was involved, not, you know, fully involved. 
But my cousin who was involved in the service called me this week on Tuesday. He called me and says, uh, cousin, uh, I'm not going to be able to make uncle's uh, service. He was supposed to be running the service. I said, sorry, I'm not going to even be here. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to uh, Las Vegas and be with our church. So he was like, what? I said, I said, I can find a pastor to go there and, and, and meet, uh, meet up with the family and maybe he can conduct the services. You know how good God is? See, my, my uncle, he was safe. He was safe. So I wasn't uh, uh, worrying about him, but you know what I was worrying about? My family. His siblings. I know they're not safe. So, how awesome. I've been calling her. I called a couple cousins of mine who's pastors. And I, I told them if they can um, do this. Some of them gave me the answer, said they cannot. So one of my uncles um, called me, Kalahiki, and he said he can do them. I said, I'll let you know. I got to get a hold of the family. So what happened is that I found the Spirit of God is so good. The Spirit had quickened me, and I called my uncle's church that he was attending. His uh, wife was the sister of the pastor of the church. He was living at the church, Pastor Mono. So this, I, I forgot all about it, but the Spirit of God quickened me, and I called the pastor that's pastoring now. I called the pastor. I said, Pastor, this is me. Uh, I wanted to know if, if you are open on Saturday because uh, I told him, who's my uncle? He said, yeah, we know. That's his auntie. I said, I wanted to know if you can go run the service, if you can do the service. He told me, Pastor, we would love to. He said, you know what he said? He said, we never even know Uncle passed away. His wife passed away maybe about six years now. He said, I didn't even know. But he says, Pastor, we can do him. So I called, I called him on Friday to just confirm how's everything going. Did he talk to the family, my cousin then? He said, Pastor, our whole church going to go down there and do the service. How good God is. Just what I am sharing with you and me this morning. You and I has a purpose in this life. And you know, sometimes the enemy, see the Bible says what the enemy meant for evil. Uh, God in return makes things great. Amen. God in return makes things great. I know you and I went through some things in life. And I know the things that you and I went through, the enemy wanted to put setbacks in our life. Whether it was good or bad things, we went through some stuffs. Amen? I'm saying that personally and out of my own experience. I went through some stuffs. I should have been dead many, many times because of the lifestyle I chose when I was young. But thank God for a praying, not only mother, but grandmother. And God had my name already mucked down when I was born. And even according to the scriptures in Jeremiah, even before I were born, God knew who I was going to be. And it's not just for me, it's for you and I too. Every one of us that's in this room. God knew you even before you were born. God has strategically and God has a perfect plan already laid out for you and I. How many of us this morning would like to know what is God's plan for our life? I'm going to try to help us, if that's okay. Amen? Because I, I tell you this, I don't want to go around and do things on my own. Um, 
even when I travel. I don't want to travel. Anybody can travel, right? But I don't want to just travel to travel. I want to travel to make sure that when I'm on, when I'm away from where I'm supposed to be, I want to make sure that I am in God's will and not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Amen? Because I can do anything because it's freedom of choice. What was so awesome, my, my, my daughter was with me yesterday. And, um, Sister Val, while I was sitting down, we were, we took our grandson to, uh, what is that? Meadows. Meadows Mall. He had a, he had a, a invitation with his classmates to go hang out at Meadows Mall. There were four of them and, um, was like appropriate, uh, he met the parents of this, my daughter met the parents of the, his classmates. So they just was walking around in the mall. I told him, you go walk around, I'm gonna sit down. I brought a book, I started reading. So I was sitting down at the food court, I was reading. Just reading, minding my own business, not looking. I, I like spend time with God as often as I can, okay? It's my nature today. But while I was sitting there, I was just reading, minding my own business. Somebody walked up to me. I don't know where they even, where they came from. But two people, two persons walk up to me. A man and a woman walked up to me and just started talking. And, um, first of all, they said, uh, you, you know the Lord. What? Oh, yes. She's, the lady said, hello, are you from Hawaii? I said, yeah. And then I don't know what else to engage, but we ended up talking about the Lord. But they said, you know, we were sitting down and we seen you from afar, but there was something different about you. And I'm not boasting about me, it's not about me. But I like, I like, I want, now that I live in this physical body, I don't want people to see me. I want people to see Christ in me. Amen. Because Christ in me is the hope of glory. People might have chance if they see Christ in us. When they see us, they're not going to have chance. Because you know this time, we can cut them all up. Amen? In us, I mean us. This lady started to talk to us. The husband or friend started to talk with us. And find out, they're from the area that I live. And uh, find out, we're family. She was a figure <laughs> And her last name today is Ayala. And was kind of special because um, my auntie married on Ayala. And uh, I said she, she knew who was them personally but himself, you know. And, and this guy that was with him, he's from uh, Wailua. I started talking to him. He's from Wailua. I mentioned the names from Wailua. He says, that's my classmate who was a pastor friend of mine who live in Wailua. He said, I know him, I know him very well. That's my classmate. I used to attend his church back in Wailua while I was there. They've been here for 20 something years now. Saying this is that God order our footsteps. Like I said, I don't want to go out into this world, into this place, my own personal will. I knew that I knew that I knew I needed to be there. You know, they prayed over me. First I told them, before they left, I said, can I pray over you guys? That's my life. I, I pray on it. everybody. Well, no, matter, no matter where I'm at, I want to pray for somebody. I want to cause blessings to fall upon them. I prayed for them. After I finished praying, they said, now can we pray for you? <laughs> and we had church inside the mall. 
I mean, the presence of God was all over in that place. And my daughter was a witness of what was taking place yesterday in the mall. God can show up anywhere you allow him to show up. Amen. I said God can show up anywhere we allow him to show up. Saying this, you and I are, are strategically called and found to be in his presence at all times. There's things that's in you that we need to start activating. Amen. I want I want you and I to have passion for people. Amen. When you know when we have that passion for people, you're not going to live for yourself. You're going to live for others. Amen. Okay. So, I say this, in, in this, like, and, and, like Moses, who was the savior of the, the people of Israel, how he spared them, they came out of Egypt. In this chapter, Mary was chosen. I get in ahead of myself, but Mary was chosen. And I don't know if I can read the, the whole thing, but Mary was chosen to carry the savior of the whole world. Amen. Amen? Amen. According to the scripture. Let me go read. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Let's look at uh, verse of uh, chapter 2. Amen. Well, maybe start from chapter 1. Reading from um, verse 75. You got it? We get time today or what? You guys don't mind? A little bit, a little bit. If you guys in a rush, you guys in a rush? No. I'm going to leave some good nuggets, I hope. Chapter seven, chapter 1, reading from verse 74. To, a, to, grant, to grant us that we, being, being delivered from the hands of our enemies, may, might serve him without fear. In holiness and in righteousness before him all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his way. And 77, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by being um, remissioned of their sins through the tender mercy of our God which with which the these day springs from the high, from on high with which the well, from on high has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace 80 so the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Who is speaking about here? Jesus. For you and I, God had ordained you. God has specifically called you out. There's a lot of people God has chosen. See, God, God, it's not just because we're here this morning gathered in this, this building and hearing my voice this morning that's the only chosen. No. <coughs> God chose everyone. Amen. The Bible says that it's not, God, it's not the will of God that any should perish. 
but all should come to repentance. Amen? My sons, my daughters, my grandsons, my granddaughters, it's not that God wants them to perish. God wants all of them to come into the eternal kingdom. God came to give all of us, not just life, but He came to give us an abundant life. The enemy came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen? If you have a, a loved one that you love compassionately in the natural, fleshly speaking, physically speaking, and care about them, my purpose is that not my own no more. My purpose is to serve God so that my loved one, who, whom I, you see, my kids who I brought into this world, who came into this world, wasn't but their choice, naturally speaking. It's, I brought them. It was between my wife and I. We brought them into this world. And whatever way they went, whether good or bad, it wasn't their choice. Let me go back. I brought them into the world. I was responsible for them. Amen? So, if I was responsible for them, and I'm not serving the will of God, I'm not in the will of God, guess what's going to happen? They're going to do whatever they want to do. I could choose to do whatever I want to do at the same time too. Amen? Out of the will of God. And like I said, before, before I came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, I was totally out of the will of God. I was living in disaster. My family members, immediately family members, my children, was heading into disaster without the will of God in their life, without knowing God in their, as their personal Savior. But when I came to know Jesus Christ, and you see, what I'm sharing with us this morning, I didn't just know this automatically. I have to study and read the Word of God to find out who I am now in Christ Jesus. And I want to share this with you this morning so that you can understand just some of the things I'm sharing with you. So you can understand some of the things I'm sharing with you that you have a purpose and a meaning in this life today. And the enemy don't want you and I to know the purpose that you have in this life. Amen? How many of us have children? Amen? How many of us has grandchildren? Amen? How many of us love them with our physical love first? Amen? How many of us care for them? How many of us like them to have heaven their home? Amen? I hold their destiny. It's up to me. You know, just like my son calling me and said, Dad, I got the uh, I got the season tickets for, for us. And, you know, my son was raised in the church. But ever since I got saved, I was radically saved. <laughs> and when I was when I got saved, radically saved, everything to me was church, 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 church. I did a lot of things, church, church, church. That um, that I, I believe uh, my children seen. So some of the things was good, some of the things was bad. Means that I was so involved that I was absentee parent. You understand mm -hmm. that we sent our kids school 
And we tell them to do certain things, but you can be an absentee parent at the same time. Yeah. Because they need you not only when they're in school, they need you when they come out of school so that you can help them with their homework and follow up on them. And, and sometimes, you and I, we just tell them, you guys know what you, what you guys are supposed to be doing, just do them. I'm just talking to myself. You know that kids, they need guidance and direction. Mm-hmm. We as parents has that have that responsibility to guide and direct them at the same time too. They're only the product of us. Mm-hmm. Amen? Mm-hmm. They only become the product of what we distribute to them or what we invest in them. Amen? If you love them, I tell you, if you love them, they're going to love others at the same time too. If they see something in the family that's dysfunctional, dysfunctional, guess what? They're going to be dysfunctional in their life. Amen? You understand what I'm trying to say? When you and I, as parents, argue in front of the kids, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to only argue, but they're going to have resentment. They're not going to respect you when you tell them to do something, because why should... You ever heard this saying, do what I tell you to do, but don't do what I do? How many of us as parents do that? We tell our kids that. You guys better be doing this. But we... Totally on the opposite. And I'm saying this because I wasn't always a I wasn't always a Christian at the same time, too. I know I, I say history experience, life experience. My kids went through some stuff. But I'm so thankful that I stayed close to God, that God can change things. Mm-hmm. Even when I made mistakes, God can change things. Amen. Mm-hmm. God is good as we trust God. I believe today I'm 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 living in, in, in God's footsteps. I'm ordered by Him, doing what He called me to do. And the enemy, the enemy don't want you and I to walk close with God. He don't want that. Amen? You know, I've, I've, I believe that sometimes that even church can cause distraction for us. Nah, talking to myself. (laughs) Yes. It can be a distraction even going to church. But sometimes, you need to be where God called you to be anyway. It's not... Because, let me say this. I found there is no perfect church. Anybody can agree with me with this? And if you find one perfect church... Let me say that again. If you find one perfect church... Stay out of the church because the church is not going to be perfect anymore. Amen. Amen? There is no perfect church. We only serve a perfect God. Amen. Amen. He is the one that concerns about us. Let me see what happened here. First, chapter 2. And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus, that all the world should be, what? Registered. Amen? This, amen? And the governor, now, Caesar, he wasn't using, he, he went behind the circle. You know that you and I are registered by our number, which is our social security number. 
And we're not just registered here in the United States. Let me go further. We registered worldwide. Globally, in fact. Wherever you go in out this world, all they're going to do is tap into your, your social security number and people are going to know who you are and know your background. This is the world system. I'm going to, let me go on. Verse 3. So all went went to registered everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, Judea, Judea to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was from the house and the lineage of David, to register uh, with him Mary, his uh, what? His wife, who was the ch- with a child. So it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished or completed for her to deliver, to to be delivered. Now she was pregnant, giving birth to a child. When Caesar Augustus knew what was going on, because they heard what was taking place at this point in time, he was mad. He made a decree to kill the firstborn. I'm the firstborn of my siblings. And you know, I'm going to reveal this to you and you're going to see this as firstborn, whoever is firstborn in your family. A lot of times the firstborn can go through some challenges. Because Satan knows if you are the firstborn of your family and God has called the firstborn of that family to lead them into the kingdom, that family I'm talking about, if he can hold you back as the firstborn to not activate that credit line, you understand what I'm trying to say, that credit line, to not activate that credit line, the rest of your siblings, Satan has hope to win from not getting into the kingdom. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you, you know what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen? As we and I, as you and I sit in this room this morning, as we look back, we see a lot of times Satan has done, uh, uh, has accomplished a lot of uh, negative things in our family line. Amen? Amen. We made bad choices. Amen? Yeah. But God still can have His will. Yes, Amen? If you and I know who you are in Christ Jesus, I tell you what, Satan cannot go any further. Let me also go and say this. Now that I'm a Christian, my family have hope. And I'm not saying saying this uh, arrogantly, but I'm saying this through the scriptures according to the word of God. Because now that I'm saved, when I pray, I don't have to go repetitiously praying. I can say my prayer one time, and guess what? God already heard him. Amen? There's a story in the Bible where, um, I believe, uh, Jacob wrestled with the angel. And he prayed. 21 days went by. And he was hoping that his prayer went up to heaven. But he wrestled for 21 days. And, and, and according to the Bible that Jacob 
After, after all that, he, he walks with a limp for the rest of his life after that. There's a battle going on. Physical battle is going on in the heavens against what Jacob's request was. Just like for you and I. We've been praying. Let me say this. Your prayers have already been answered. Amen? Amen. What we need to start to do and, and, and recognize is that now that you prayed for your family members, you don't need to go back pray again for them. What you need to do is stop thanking God for them now. The enemy know how to uh, turn our minds. Because how many of you know that when we constantly doing repetition of prayers, you doubt in God. Amen? Amen? Evidently, and there's evidence that I prayed before God, and let me say this, because of my physical body, naturally, I'm not going to, I cannot pray all the time because I forget to pray. Yeah? Anybody forget to pray for certain people that they tell you pray for? You might have prayed for them one time, but you're not there praying for them all the time. Don't get discouraged. You already prayed for them. You don't have to go back and pray for them again. And it's not, you know, I'm not trying to teach you on on, on theology or another doctrine. I'm, I'm trying to share with you the Word of God. How many of you know that when your kids keep bugging you, give me this, give me this, how many of us get irritated? (laughs) Amen? Because how many of us can agree with me that the first time they asked you what they wanted, you already heard them. So they keep continually asking you, asking you. How many of you know that, how many of us can agree that we get mad with them and they keep asking, I already heard it. It's just like our prayers. Why keep going before God when God heard it the first time? You understand what I'm trying to say? I'm telling you this this morning. Miracles will take place in your life and my life. If you understand, and if you can activate that card, which is the Holy Spirit in you, if you can activate that in you, things got to change. I said things got to change. It's not going to be the same no more. Your family members, it's already done. God already heard their prayers. Just that you got to let them go. You know, I told one of my uh, members at at church, I said, you got to let your son go. She constantly bring in the son before the the church and and, and ask him, can you please pray for my son? I said, you in God's way. She said, what, Pastor? I said, yes, you in God's way. I said, you holding God back from really touching your son. You see, sometimes, I told them, sometimes you got to let them go. So whatever they got to go through, they got to go through it. Mm-hmm. And I can understand it's the heart of a mother, physically speaking. But if you know who you are spiritually, yeah. you got to not let the physical man take a hold of your life. Mm-hmm. I, and, and she finally recently gave up request for the son. And now... The son been into drugs, he was married, he had 11 kids, and he shacked up with another girl, and she had two kids from him. He was in prison for like eight years in, in, in um, Phoenix. And then he came back, came back, he came to a church, he testified how good God is, 
And he said, Pastor, I know what I gotta do. I gotta just make things right. I have, I mar- I know I'm married. I gotta just, and I, you know, I like listening to people. And in my spirit, I knew that this guy not sincere in his heart. So he ended up getting on divorce. He ended up getting into trouble, going back into drugs again. Then he he was in this home and drug rehab time. He ended up getting trouble in the drug rehab. They said that he was bullying himself in that place. So now he went, he's going back to prison again for four years. Let me say this. In the natural, we get overwhelmed. This is, I'm going to warn all of us this morning. The reason why he went through this is because the mom been praying for him. And the mom's prayer was directed in the wrong direction. God already answered her prayers over 15 years ago. She should have let him go at that point. I'm encouraging you, and how many of us can agree that majority of the time we get in the way of God? God like accomplish a lot of things quickly. But we like see them happen our way. We, because we live in this physical body, we like see them happen with our naked eyes, ourselves. Instead of let God... I found this out. I found this out a while back that I cannot change nobody's life. And even if I try, Sister Mary, they're going to change only for please me. And when I'm not around, guess what? They live like the devil. You understand what I'm trying to say? When I let them go and say, God, you work with them, you change them, and guess what? God does a good job. You you be amazed how God changed the person. You go like, what? What might happen? And it's because get out of the way. You gotta get out of the way and let God reach out and touch them. Amen. I have loved ones and I know God don't save them because God hurt. I you know we know God not death, right? I found I can exhaust. I can use my physical strength to to talk to God on something else. Amen. Because you know intercessory prayer is very strenuous. If you're an intercessor. According to the Bible, it's like moaning and groaning, and it's your virtue, your whole being. You can be tired, I mean, praying before God. But sometimes our prayers are going unanswered because we're not praying the will of God in our life. Amen? We have to pray the will of God in our life. We have family members. You have family members that you would like them, you would want them to see coming to the kingdom of God. Amen? Mary brought in Jesus into the world. The Bible said that Mary was highly favored among women. And in God's eyes, God has no gender. You and I are highly favored among God. If you are highly favored, how many of you know when you say something, it should happen? Amen? Amen? When you and I say something, because you and I are highly favored, it should happen. The part with us, we have doubt in us. Amen? Let me say that again. The part with us, we have doubt. If God said it, it settles. Amen? I remember before when I used to pray for people. 
I used to ask them if they're okay. We get habit as pastors and ministers. We get habit as after we finish prayer for how do you feel? <laughs> you feel better now. <laughs> I found that that's not God's will. Because I'm not the I'm not the healer. He is the healer. I gotta praise God for the healing on that person. And that person gotta accept the healing of, of God on their life. And they gotta start thanking God. No thank the pastor. He's just a human, all in flesh. Go to the source of that pastor. Go to Jesus himself. And you know, I found that every one of us has all that capabilities in us. Just that we got to activate that card. Amen. You know, when you, when you receive that card in the, in the mail, there's a sticker in the back that you got to rip off. The sticker in the back has a number. Jeremiah 33.3. After you call a number, then that card is activated. <laughs> Let me say that again. After you call that number, you guys know that, right? The card is no good to you unless you activate the card. Yeah. And Jeremiah 33 3 says, Call on the Lord what he may be found. Yeah. Once you call on him, church, then this card is activated in your life. And then you can use Everything that is available for you and I. Now, we don't have to wait till we pass on. We don't have to wait any other time. But we can use this card now. It's real. We can use it right now. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sometimes I get so excited. I go down and clear out the hospitals. There's people even coming to church that in depression. Because they don't know who they are in Christ. Amen. When we know who we are in Christ Jesus, guess what? You shouldn't be the way you should. I mean, you are. Man, you, you should stand high. And when you walk out of the door, you should walk with your head high in the air. And let people know how good God is. You and I, people, are highly favored. And not only that, according to the Word of God, God has assigned angels to you. Amen. I said God has an ass He had personally assigned an angel for you. And so, before I used to talk to the the uh, shepherd. I mean, before I used to count sheep. Anybody used to count sheep before you go sleep? No, can't sleep. All frustrated, counting all the sheep going over your head. Counting. <laughs> I've, you know what? I no longer count sheep, Pastor Daly. I just talked to the shepherd that didn't take care of sheep. Amen. Amen. And I found once I talked to the shepherd, results take place. Amen. You let your family members start coming in. Just start praising God for them. If you already mentioned their name, you're going to find out, man. You're going to find out this, that you're going, to, you're going to see them coming up to you humbly and say, Man, I'm so sorry for all the times I've been mistreated you, for all the times I said wrong against you. I'm so sorry. You know why? Because God is talking to them. God is changing them. Will you let go and let God move in their lives, in your life? 
Just understand who you are in Christ. Just remember who you are in Christ. The man and the woman of God that you are in Christ. You're not just a pushover. You somebody. Amen. You know, I keep telling my church, one day I'm going to walk to that door with the door closed. You know, I firmly believe this, that God's word is real. And whatever God's word says I can do, I can do. According to the, the book, I mean, in, in, in John, the Bible says, greater work shall I do in his name. Greater works. You know what that means? That's, for all, that's not just a pastor. That's for every one of us. It's just that all we need to do is activate that card. Know who you are in Christ Jesus. Man, we can pull down some strongholds in this, this world. Amen? Amen. Every church is supposed to be an answer to our community. But the enemy don't want that to happen. There's so much division and strife in the churches today. There's more churches closing down than churches opening up. And that's, that's facts. Why? Because the enemy knows his numbers are counting down. He don't have, he don't have enough time. But you, you and I know that he's working overtime. Look what just happened in Manchester. Just, I think it was, just, not yesterday, yesterday, in Egypt. 25 Christians died. ISIS came, the victory. Went into the church and killed 25 Christians. Just killed them. See, the enemy is working overtime because he knows. You know and I know, these things, 10, 20 years ago, wasn't happening like this. But it's happening right now. He's, Jesus is coming back. Jesus is coming back. We need to get ready. We need to prepare. We need to start telling our people, telling our family members, serve God. And you don't have to beg them. Just let them know. Just trust God. I, I, you know, I text all my grandkids. And I said, I like to have a meeting with all of you guys. They said, why? You know, they question. Why? I said, because Jesus is coming back. I need to sit down and talk to you how serious this matter is. Amen. I'm a concerned grandparent. And we all as Christians or believers should be concerned about people around us that don't know Him. Amen. Can you stand to your feet with me? Sorry if I kept you over time. But I want you to understand who you are in Christ Jesus. Will you activate that card for yourself and start using the credit that is due to you? Your credit line. Amen. I have loved ones. I know you have loved ones too. That you love them and that you care for them. And you want to see the best for them. Amen. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come before you right now. We thank you, God, and we praise you for your love that you have for all of us, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that this place would never be the same again. 
Each member that's in this room this morning, God, represents family, God. Represent a bloodline, God. And I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that we would take this representation out to our family members, God, that they would come to know you in a personal way, God. Father, help me, God, if there's anything negatively, God, in me that's holding you back from reaching out to them, God. Help me to come to know you, God. Help me to come to know your understandings, God, of my family members, God, that they may come to know you, God. Help me to know you more, God that I may be able to understand who I am in Christ Jesus. There's no sickness, God. There's no disease that is able to attach to their lives, God. Right now, God, we claim healing over them right now, God. God, we claim salvation over them right now, God. We claim deliverance over them right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. So, Father, I pray that you would be with every one of your people this morning, God. Touch the pastor of this church, God. Be with him, encourage him, his family, the members that's not here this morning, God. Be with them and encourage them, Lord Jesus. Let us find our place in the kingdom of God. Father, we give you glory and honor, God. Take us, God, to this long weekend, God. Take us safely, God, that we may enjoy your beauty around us, God. And especially enjoy family members who we may be in contact with, Father. Let them know we love them, God. Help us, God, we pray. God, I give you all the glory and honor. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. amen. God bless you and thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Stephen. At this time, we'll take the offering, and then we'll close with doxology and ask Pastor Luigi to close us in prayer. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. every giver this morning, God, and even those that wasn't able to give, God. Bless them, we pray. May this offering, God, and tithes go into the kingdom of God, to the furtherance of your gospel. Bless the giver, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let us stand and sing doxology. Oh,
Father, we just thank you for every heart that's here this morning, this afternoon. Be with each and every one of us, God, as we go to our rightful places. We thank you for hearing our cry this morning, God. We thank you for touching our loved ones. We thank you for saving them and healing them, God. So, Lord, this week, God, this weekend, and this whole week, we pray, God, for your divine appointment and guidance as we walk through this week. Keep us safe from all harm and danger. We thank you and we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.